Lord Jesus, as we come to worship you this morning, we acknowledge that salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks, and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Lord God of holiness, your glory is proclaimed in every age. As we rejoice in the faith of your saints, those who have gone before us, and even as we look around here in this building, there are signs of people who have proclaimed their love to you, the Anointed One. We thank you for their inspiration and for them inspiring us to follow, follow the Lord Jesus Christ with boldness and joy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we come to worship today, it's the 1st of November and on the 31st of October, we normally remember the Reformation. So what does that mean? I'm going to put it very, um, very simple and very clear. There are a lot of theories about the Reformation. There are a lot of names that go with that. But what happened was that before, only the priests were allowed to read the Word of God. And those people who had the courage to take a stand and those people who met with God personally had a really a powerful experience with God, they came to realize that it is the Holy Spirit that interprets the Bible. So therefore today we are allowed to read the Bible. So that's what we celebrate when we think about Reformation. Reformation is about changing and in our faith we are always growing, we are always learning something about ourselves, but also mostly because God is revealing himself to us more and more every day. The full revelation is in Jesus Christ. And then also we remember on the 1st of November those people who have gone before us. This building is here because people had faith and believed that God wanted to plant a church here. And we see the signs of every little um, sign that is up and the names that are there. Those are the saints who have gone before us. And when we look at Revelations 7 verse 9 to 18, they are the cloud of witnesses that proclaim and are worshipping God day and night. In verses 9 to 12, we see that in heaven there is a multitude that no one can count, a multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language on earth, and that this multitude stands before the throne of God and before the Lamb, loudly proclaiming God's praise, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And we see two clustered around the throne of God, the elders and the four creatures of God, and they, like the multitude, praise God by saying, praise and glory and thanks and honor and blessing and power 
and strength be to our God forever and ever. Let us come and confess our sin before God today. Lord, if we have placed our only hope in the things we can see and touch and have denied ourselves or those close to us that greater hope in the glory of things unseen, Lord, have mercy on us. If we have chosen to nurse our grief for the loss of dear ones with the bitterness of those who weep without hope or faith, In your saving love, we ask Christ, have mercy on us. If we put the saints on pious pedestals and restrict ourselves to a diminished respect for our own capacity to grow in the knowledge and the love of God, we ask, Lord, have mercy on us. We put our faith and our trust in you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you. I'm going to ask Dumasani to read for us Joshua 3 from verse 7. Morning, church. Morning. Our reading comes from the Joshua 3, verse from the 7 to 17. The heading says, Israel crosses the river Jordan. Verse 7. The Lord told Joshua, beginning today, I will show you the people that you are the reader and they will know that I am helping you as help Moses. Now tell the priests who are carrying the chest to go right away into the river and stand there. Joshua spoke to the people. Come here and listen to what the Lord our God said he would do. Then Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gishites, the Amorites, and the Jebuses control the land on the other side of the river. But the living God will be with you and will force them out of the land when you attack. And now God is going to prove that he's powerful enough to force them out. Just watch and scare chest that belongs to the Lord. The rule of the whole earth, as soon as the priest carrying the chest step into the Jordan, the water will stop flowing and pile up as if someone had built a dam across the river. The Lord had also said that each of the twelve tribes should choose one man to represent it. The Israelites packed up and left camp. The priest carrying the chest walked in front until they came to the river Jordan. The water in the river has risen over its banks, and it often does in springtime. But as soon as the feet of the priest touched the water, the river stopped flowing. And the water started filling up at the town of Edam near Zerifan. Our last verse. No water flowed toward the Dead Sea, and the priest stood in the middle of the dry river bed near Jericho while everyone else 
crushed off. May the Lord praise his name. Amen. Lord, as we have read your word today, we rely upon your Holy Spirit to speak to us and not only that this would be knowledge, but that we would be transformed into people who are committed and seen as followers of Christ. For your sake and for your glory we pray. Amen. I don't know how many of you can remember in the beginning of this year, Aubrey preached a sermon. And he's not here today, I can't see him. But the sermon that he preached, I I don't know how many times he repeated the word 2020 in that sermon. I remember that sermon so well. And this was way before we knew about the coronavirus. This was way before we knew anything or even suspected that we we would go into lockdown. That was about, I think, two months before that. So in his sermon, he kept on saying, what is it with 2020? Everybody is saying 2020 is going to be the year. 2020 is going to be this. And 2020 is going to be that. But the center of his sermon was that we should focus on God and not be disturbed by what is going on around us or about what people are saying about 2020. This year, 2020, I am most certain that all of us will remember for many things, but mostly because of the uncertainties. And we also have a sense that things might not improve or go back to what it used to be but is that what God wants does he want things to go back something big has changed and hopefully we have opened ourselves to God to such an extent that something big has changed within us as well And what things are going to look like in the future, we do not know here on earth. But we need to keep our eyes focused on our Savior because in Him we have a future that is certain. In times like these, 2020, and all of us have our own experiences of that, But we become more sensitive and more open to people who have had big moments in their lives, big moments of transition, because we are in a space of transitioning into something. We are passing through. And our portion of scripture is such a good example of this. The Israelites were slaves in Egypt, The Lord freed them under the leadership of Moses and God formed them in the desert. But now Moses is gone. 
And they have to now enter the promised land, a new future, under new, unknown leadership, a young man by the name of Joshua. For us, the things that we saw as normal is gone. The comfortable ways, the way we knew life is completely gone. So we too are in a space where we need to focus on the future that God has for us. We need to maybe even transition our focus of the things that we thought on earth was giving us this security and now focus on a new leader. And that is Christ, our Lord. But what is happening in our text? In Joshua 3, God's people have to cross the border to a new future. The old certainties and comfortable, even though in the desert, falls away because there is a new uncertain leadership because they do not know Joshua. They knew Moses, but they did not know Joshua. But even in this state of being vulnerable and powerless, there is, however, a new certainty. The almighty power of the Lord leading them. And we, we read this so clearly in the book of Joshua and even in the portion of our scripture today. So when we look at the book of Joshua, we see that it is a historical account of how Israel enters the promised land, conquers the land, and divides the land. So we can divide the book into conquering, dividing, and taking up responsibilities in the covenant that God made with them. Covenant responsibilities. We also see that God fulfills his promises. And for us, this is also such an encouragement because we too have responsibilities. But we need to remember that God, even throughout the Bible, has always fulfilled his promises. And so we see that as they pass through the Jordan, there is this this thought of, We don't know where we are going. We don't know how to do this. And before they could go into Jericho, there was the time of circumcision and the time of Passover for them. And so the purpose of them passing through, we read in Joshua 4 verse 24, so that all the nations of the earth will realize that the power of God is great and that all people should fear and serve the Lord. But when we look at this time of transitioning, this period, Joshua 3 is about this clear transition. And in transition there is change. And it's filled with these uncertainties that we keep on mentioning and are so 
um, aware of because we are going through this time at the moment. And the loss, the loss of the known things that we know and that we're comfortable with. But this is how Israel got to know themselves. While in the desert, they moved into a new identity. And everyone here has to go through the Jordan. No one is allowed to stay behind. Because behind them is this experience of the desert. Memories long past. But they have to push forward. Very often we come to a space where we feel we can't anymore. But we need to continue to push forward. God's promises requires that everyone has to pass through and have to experience the fears. Who of us here today can say that there was not one day or one moment that we did not fear? I cannot say that. I feared for those who didn't have income. I feared for those who are losing loved ones. I feared for those mostly who would lose their faith because of going through what they are going through. But we need to push forward. We need to be sensitive to the guidance of the Spirit. What is God telling us? How we can conquer, how we can pass through our Jordan. God's promises requires that everyone has to pass through and we have to experience these fears and the crisis of the transition going from one point to the next to move into a new future. Because whatever the future holds, when we have God with us, we might struggle, we might have uncertainties, we might cry out to Him, but one thing is certain, God is with us and He will always be with us. It's very daring, but it's necessary for us to push forward, to push through, to transition into the next stage of where God wants us to be. And that's what he did with the Israelites as well. And it is also a path of conquering things that we thought we could never conquer before. Maybe we've heard testimonies of people who said that they didn't have food to eat that day and God provided miraculously. And maybe this is what God has taught us during this time. Your story is your story, but you have conquered in ways that you have not been able to conquer before. And as they submitted to God and trusted Him fully, we too submit to God and we trust Him completely. And the sign of His presence is in the Ark of the Covenant as they obediently follow through the Jordan. What is our sign? Our sign is to be faithful in reading the Word 
I love the sound of the baby. Joyful sounds. Please don't leave. But our sign of God's presence going ahead of us is to read the word and know the word and know what God requires from us and ask the Spirit to speak to us through his word like he is doing today in this experience of the Israelites. What happens in the Jordan River is described throughout the Bible when God silences chaos and brings order. When God intervenes continuously, no power, no evil power can move against God. When God wants to move in a certain direction, He will move in a certain direction. When God wants to move you in a certain direction, He will move you in a certain direction. And very often, crisis is also an opportunity. Because it also determines our identity in Christ in a new way. And it gives us direction in a new way when facing these things that we need to pass through and transition from one point to the other. It is a break between the certainties of the past and the uncertainties of the future. But certain is that God is with us. The Jordan was physically the border boundary between the desert and the promised land, and also the boundary between two two eras, two leaders, the time of Moses and that of Joshua. Moses in the time of desert, who they knew and they were comfortable with. A time of certainty, even though in the desert was not easy, but they knew their leader. He was steadfast and he spoke with God face to face. Now they have a new leader. So we can see the uncertainty of different circumstances as a new thing coming into our life. Maybe we need to think completely different. We even think of having church completely different at the moment. But we need to be sure that all of us need to pass through that. Because we don't want to miss out. What a miracle it must have been for them to see when, when God said to them that when the priests, when he told Joshua to choose 12 people to ask them to tread into the Jordan and the river, the river was flowing at that time and all of a sudden the water just piled up on one side and they could pass through. What a testimony of God's presence. But they all had to go through it. The Lord himself accompanied them because the Lord is busy conquering the idols of the nations and he is establishing his eternal kingship. When we allow God to go ahead of us and we continue to conquer 
There might even be people in our lives that we fear. There might be many things in our lives that we fear. But as we are conquering, it is a testimony just like God showed all the idols that He is the one and only God. You will become more and more certain that the God that you serve is the one and only God that can take you through and allow you to be a conqueror. So as we reflect on this period of the Israelites, let us apply it to our lives as well and know that God is with us. Our hope is in God. God has already conquered the powers. He just wants us to pass through. And the assurance that we have that when God is with us, we also have responsibilities. Reading His Word, calling upon His name, telling others about Jesus. Because we want them to transition into eternal life with us. And leadership is also important. Each and every one of us are leaders. You need to lead your family. You need to lead those in your community. We need people who are willing to serve one another. So as we transition into a space of conquering more and more with Christ, let us remember those that we need to share this gospel with. Because it's not a selfish gospel only for ourselves. But we need to tell people about Christ. And that salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. As we listen to our next hymn, we will take up the offering, and it is, the song is called Ancient of Days.
Let us pray. Lord, we pray that you will guide your church to follow the example of Christ and those who have gone before us. Thank you for the worship of the church that we know is taking place throughout the world today at different times, different places, and in different ways. Lord, in your love, hear our prayer. Sanctify all humans striving towards a better world that all may work together for good. Give wisdom to all in authority and leadership to learn from those who in the past have governed with justice and mercy. Lord, in your love, hear our prayer. In all our families, with our friends and at work, help us to share the grace that we see in the lives of others around us who have gone before us, but even those who are with us still. Bless our communities with the love that seeks peace and perfection for all. Lord, in your love, hear our prayer. We ask, Lord, that you have compassion on those who suffer for the truth. May they find strength in the examples of those who have gone before them. Open the vision of holiness for the comfort of all who are afflicted in mind or body. Lord, in your love, hear our prayer. And so, Lord, we give thanks for all our blessings. We give thanks for the privilege of being able to bring to you what belongs to you, this offering of money. And we ask that you will bless it for the sake of your kingdom. Give us grace to honor you, not only with our lips, but in our lives that make us worthy to come into your presence, our eternal future and heavenly glory. Lord, in your love, hear our prayer. Christ has no body but only yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes, you are his body. Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on this world. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. May our prayers be accepted in the name of Christ, who calls his people to be saints. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.